This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, federal, state, and local governments are starting to prepare for the reopening of their offices. Federal employee unions are still raising their concerns about worker safety at certain agencies during the pandemic. And defense employees will need to stay put for a good chunk of spring. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. Agencies are starting to make some initial preparations for employees to return to the office. Federal, state, and local governments asked the General Services Administration to help identify companies that could provide enhanced entry screening services at government facilities. GSA conducted the market research and found more than 60 federal supply schedule contractors who could provide these services. The agency also provided vendor data and capability statements, as well as a sample request for quote. OMB gives agencies much-needed guidance about whether or not to pay contractors during the pandemic. Here's Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The Office of Management and Budget weighed in on the section of the stimulus bill telling agencies to keep vendors in the state of ready. The administration's new memo outlines important considerations when deciding if contractors are able to receive payment if they can't work because of the coronavirus emergency. The law's provision, 3610, gives agencies considerable discretion to treat paid leave as a reimbursable cost. OMB says agencies can consider reimbursement for any lost time starting as of March 27th. The OMB memo comes after DOD and ODNI released similar guidance last week. I'm Jason Miller. One federal agency recycles guidance from an earlier virus outbreak, reissuing it for coronavirus. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The Equal Employment Opportunity Commission republishes advice on pandemic preparedness and dealing with disabilities from the H1N1 outbreak in October 2009. EEOC says it's still relevant today. Basically, it reiterates that people with disabilities don't lose their rights and that they can be excluded from the workplace only if they pose a direct threat. Still, the commission added some updates. It allows employers to screen disabled applicants for COVID-19 and take their temperature before they actually report. I'm Tom Temin. Over 50 local union leaders representing employees at Customs and Border Protection's Office of Field Operations are calling on CBP to reinstate weather and safety leave schedules. CBP says it canceled them so its officers could prepare for the potential influx of migrants with coronavirus. But local leaders at the National Treasury Employees Union say traffic is down at the ports of entry. Some union leaders have been arranging for their employees to receive COVID-19 testing off-site. At least 246 CBP employees have tested positive for coronavirus across the agency. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration says it will investigate complaints about the working conditions at Veterans Affairs medical facilities. The American Federation of Government Employees issued a complaint last week. It accused VA of failing to provide adequate personal protective equipment to VA medical professionals. AFGE also filed a national grievance with VA over its handling of the disaster emergency medical personnel system. DEMPS allows VA employees to volunteer for deployments to high-risk areas, but AFGE says some facilities have been mandated enrollment. 
VA is working directly with the IRS to share direct deposit information for veterans to get their stimulus checks automatically. VA and Treasury say veterans who receive compensation and pension benefit payments do not need to take action to receive their stimulus checks. There will be no processing interruption for veterans who did enter their direct deposit information on the IRS payment portal. VA says it's unclear when veterans can expect to receive these stimulus checks. The Pentagon is extending travel restrictions for its personnel through the end of June. Federal News Network's Jared Serbu has details. Defense Secretary Mark Esper is expected to sign the order today. The current stop movement orders implemented last month were set to expire on May 11th, but Esper had already signaled that he expected to extend them. Defense officials say even though the newest order will be in place for longer, it will allow for more exceptions. DOD expects to take a more liberal approach to allowing for overseas deployments and redeployments, but leave travel will still be highly restricted. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. The Navy is trying to keep its acquisition programs as much on schedule as possible during the coronavirus outbreak. Navy Acquisition Chief James Gertz says the service is awarding contracts earlier and injecting cash into businesses to keep the industrial base afloat. The Navy is also taking stock of what issues COVID-19 is causing to the procurement of major weapon systems so they can be sorted out once the crisis is over. The Air Force needs a better plan for its advanced battle management system. According to a new report from the Government Accountability Office, the program connects weapon systems in real time to take advantage of artificial intelligence and other technologies. GAO says the battle management system is missing key pieces in its business case like firm requirements, cost estimates, and affordability analysis. GAO says the Air Force should formalize the structure and decision-making authorities around the program. Households that have not filled out the 2020 census yet will get a paper questionnaire and a reminder in the mail through the end of this month. They'll also get a postcard reminder between April 27th and May 9th. The Census Bureau pushed back its timeline on these two mailings because of the social distancing practices during the pandemic. Meanwhile, the Trump administration has called on Congress to push the end date for the 2020 count back to April 2021. And NASA takes the next step with robotic process automation. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman has the details. Three years into NASA's RPA pilot, its shared services center is working with its credentialing office to field six unattended bots that do testing and development. Pam Wolf, the chief of NASA's Enterprise Services Division, said automation has played a key role in agency-wide mission realignment that's looked at ways to rethink the future of all of its lines of business. Wolf said NASA is also training employees on bot development and that she now has eight developers on her team. I'm Jory Heckman. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page at federalnewsnetwork.com. I'm Eric White. 